it's time to get back in church, amen. And 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 here's how bad it is. We got preachers, amen, uh, that that still want to do online services so they can sit at home, amen, do it from the comforts of their house. Here it is, and still get paid. Amen. I mean, that's, folks, we're in trouble, amen. Uh, no, we need to get back in, amen. Uh, this thing has opened up, and, and we need to get back to the house of the Lord. And I'm just afraid that there's going to be some folks that ain't never going to get back in. Amen. And here's the problem. They think they're okay, just like they are. Amen. I'm going to read you something. I told you when I was preaching this morning, God gave me a thought. Amen. And I'm going to preach on this thought tonight. Uh, why I'm glad I'm not going through the tribulation. Amen. If you have your Bibles as we stand tonight, Second Thessalonians. Why I'm glad I'm not going through the tribulation. And uh, what I said this morning about the rapture of the church, and, uh, well, you don't hear much about it. Don't hear, he, he's, what Brother Benny said, we don't hear much preached on hell anymore, about the coming of the Lord, amen, about the blood of Christ. Uh, listen, I, I know they call it a slaughterhouse religion, but Hebrews said without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sins, amen. There is no forgiveness outside of the blood of Jesus Christ. And when well, we need to get back to the basics of this Bible. Amen. And we need to get back quick. We really do. And, uh, and start preaching this thing again. So you pray tonight. Amen. Pray for your pastor. Lord, touch him and and uh, anoint him, and we love that man to death, and he's been a friend to me. And uh, we're just praying that God will touch him and uh, help him, and he'll get back back in here real soon. I know his heart, amen. And uh, that man loves to preach, amen, and can preach too. That's amen, and you got a wonderful man of God. And uh, you pray for him tonight. I know you have been. I'm going to give you something tonight. Listen, look at verse 1. You there, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, say amen. Paul writes it like this. Now we beseech you, brethren. That tells me he's talking to the church. Amen. By the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand." I preached that this morning, folks. Jesus, amen, the, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is at hand. I mean, nothing has to happen. There's no great big event that's got to take place for the Lord to step out and call us out of here, amen. It's closer than it's ever been. Listen to what he says. Let no man deceive you. Let no 
man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, here's where we are, except there come a falling away first. If we're not there, I'll just take my Bible, amen, close it up, Brother Terry, quit preaching. That's how close we are. We have seen a falling away in the last year, in almost a year and a half now, that we ain't ever seen. I thought it was bad before COVID, amen, but it really got bad, and it hasn't gotten any better, amen, since this time last year. And the Bible, Paul said, uh, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come. What day? The day of the coming of the Lord, amen. He said, it ain't going to come except there come a falling away first uh, and that man of sin be revealed, uh, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalted himself above all that is God or that is worshipped so that he God setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's just around the corner, y'all. That's just around the corner. The Bible, Peter said, the spirit of Antichrist is even in the world today. That man is alive and well and could step out. Now, I'm going to show you something, amen, here in a minute. He said, remember you not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And now you know what, what would holdeth that he might be revealed in his time? Watch this. For the mystery of iniquity doeth already work, only he who, who letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. I will read that again. For the mystery of iniquity doeth already work, only he who letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then, when that person is taken out of the way, and I'm going to show you in a minute. And then when that happens, and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved, and for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should what? Believe a lie that they all might be damned 
who believeth not the truth, but in ha- but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Father God, we want to thank you once again for the privilege that we have to call on your name tonight. God, I thank you, Lord, for the songs that have been sung tonight, Lord, that have blessed our hearts tonight. God, Lord, we thank you for the reading of your word. And God, I pray for that unction, that that anointing, uh, Lord, it only comes from you tonight, God, that you would take this vessel. God, I pray you'd anoint it and use it tonight, God. Uh, Lord, speak to your people, God. Help us tonight, Lord. Uh, uh, God, I, I pray tonight, uh, uh, Lord, you'd open up our eyes to what's going on around about us tonight, God. Uh, Lord, to realize just how close uh, uh, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ really is tonight, God. And Lord, there's going to be a multitude not ready. There's going to be a multitude that will miss it tonight, God. Lord, I I beg you tonight, God, I plead with you. Lord, if there's one person in this building tonight, I I don't know anybody's heart but my own. And God, if there's one here tonight, Lord, they're not ready. They're not sure tonight that heaven would be their home. God, I pray before they leave this building tonight, they get that thing settled uh, tonight, God. Uh, And Lord, would you help us uh, as a body of Christ? God, would you help us uh, to go beyond the four walls of the house of God uh, and tell uh, those and warn those that do not know you, Lord, they need to get ready now. Uh, the trumpet's about to sound. God, would you move? God, uh, uh, Lord, help your people to realize the necessity uh, uh, tonight, God, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, in this hour tonight, God. Uh, Lord, you move tonight, God. Uh, have your way. Bless the church. Help the church tonight, God. And Father, we We'll certainly thank you, and God will praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name and all of God's people said. You may be seated tonight. I, I'm probably not going to normally preach like I normally do. Hey, man, I'll probably be more or less mobile tonight than I've ever been Amen, because I've got something that is serious tonight uh, that you need to hear, okay? Uh, listen, this is very controversial, and if you got anything to say or you want to take it up, uh, hey man, with me after church, see Brother Terry, and he'll answer all your questions. Amen. I was in a meeting, and a very dear preacher friend of mine that I know very well stood up and said that the church is going through the first three and a half years of the tribulation. And I thought, oh my, 
that, that that's just not true. And uh, so I began to study this thing out for myself because this man I know very well. And, and, and I've been saved 38 years and been preaching for 36 of those 38 years, pastor the church for 22 years. And I, I, I knew what I have read, Brother Terry, and what I have studied out, that that statement simply wasn't correct. So I went back to make sure, amen, because there's people that do believe that we're going to go through part, watch this, if not all of the tribulation. I didn't realize this was a problem. Uh, this young man is not of another denomination. This man is uh, of the Free Will Baptist. And I didn't even know that, that we had a different of opinions on this until I started talking to the other preachers, amen. Uh, they, they're called all millennialists and post-millennialists and pre-millennialists. Amen. Some believe that we're going out before it ever takes place. Some believe we're going to go through the middle of it. And some believe we're going to go through the whole thing. I hope to settle that for you this evening. Amen. And help you to realize, amen, there is a time coming uh, that there's going to be chaos. Hell on earth, if you would, tonight. And during that time, you don't want to be here. Amen. Uh, the Bible teaches us here in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Amen. This church had a problem. If you study this out and you go behind and read behind anybody, you'll find out that Paul was faced with a problem of false prophets. Uh, and they had written some letters to the people here in Thessalonica and said that Jesus had already come. That's what Paul faced in his day. Paul was faced with a church, a man that were told that Jesus had already come and that they had been left behind. And he remember back in First Thessalonians chapter 1, he warned them in chapter 4, amen, that the Lord hadn't come, amen, that he would come, but he hadn't come yet. And he was dealing with this, amen, and and, and and somebody wrote fake letters and to the church here and even signed. If you go back and study this out, you'll find that they even signed the apostles' names uh, to those false letters declaring that Jesus Christ had already come. Folks, he has not come yet. Amen. Not not in the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we know he arose from the dead. Amen. We know that he, uh, the Bible said after Jesus arose from the dead, yes, he was seen by many. Amen. And, and we know 
Bible says they were seen by many walking around in Jerusalem, amen. And then he went back to the heavens. But since he went back and and placed the blood on the mercy seat, and, amen, and sat at the right hand of the Father, he has not come back yet. If he had, bless God, I wouldn't be here. Amen. And listen, he, he tells us in the beginning of this chapter that before the Lord comes, uh, there will be a great falling away. And we have experienced that in the last year, amen, of this great falling away, that there's more people getting out of church right now than they are getting in church. Amen. And here, here's what bothers me about that. I, amen. It's not new converts uh, that are getting out, y'all. It's people that we've known that have been saved for years and years and years uh, that have sat on church pews and worship God. Amen. And I mean, listen, and now they're, they're, they've gotten out and, and here's what happened. We shut the doors to the church. Uh, amen. And we didn't come in in a space of time and, and people got a taste of what it's like, amen, uh, not to have to come to church and they enjoyed it and they liked it and they ain't coming back. You know why? Because the Bible said that they would come. The Bible's always true. The Bible teaches us, amen, that this day would come be a great falling away in verse 3, amen. I believe we're there, amen. Listen, there is a period of time that is yet to come called the tribulation period. It is yet to happen. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, if you go back and read that, and here's what we have to understand, and, and, and I believe preacher Harold Holcomb, I, he taught me, I, amen, as, as I sat under him and listened to him on a lot of things, uh, he taught me a lot, of, a lot about how to study the Bible, amen, and when you study the Word of God, you've got to ask yourself three things. Number one, who's doing the talking? Number two, what they talking about? And number three, amen, who they talking to. And when you read Matthew chapter 24, amen, part of that, he's not talking to the church. He's talking to Israel, amen. So you have to understand and study the Bible, amen, because in Matthew chapter 24, amen, that Jesus said there's never been days, amen, like it before what's going to come upon the face of the earth. And he said, neither shall there be days like it hereafter. And he was talking about the great tribulation period. There's coming a time. 
In Matthew chapter 24, the first part of that chapter, he calls it tribulation. Amen. But in the last part of that, it's called the great tribulation. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 30, that this is a time of Jacob's trouble. And we know that, amen, Jacob, his name was Tawat, changed to who? Israel. It was the judgment of Israel. It was not the judgment of the church. Trying to help you tonight, amen, because... The Bible says they cried and said, uh, Amen, let his blood be upon us and our children uh, when they crucified the Son of God. And because of that, God's going to judge those people. This seven years of judgment that God has pronounced upon the Jews uh, about the severity of that judgment, you listen to me, it will be a time of seven years that God's going to place severe judgment upon Israel. But because of that severity of that judgment, it's going to be felt throughout the world. It's not just going to be felt over there in Israel. It's going to be felt here. It's going to be felt around the world. The severity of this judgment, the whole earth will be affected by the wrath of an almighty sovereign God. The Bible calls the great tribulation. Amen. So I want to preach tonight on why I'm glad that I won't be here, amen, while I'm not going through the tribulation period. Let me give you these, amen, as quick as I can, and, and then we'll go home tonight, and I hope it'll help you, amen, to help somebody else. Number one, I, I, I want to tell you that the the next event to take place, amen, I preached on it this morning. Number one, why I'm glad I won't be here during the tribulation period, amen, is because the saints will be removed. <laughs> amen, it is called the rapturing of the church, amen. We're not going to be here, amen. Uh, uh, the saints will be removed, watch this before, before, before the tribulation period takes place. Don't you ever let anybody tell you different. Amen. Don't you let anybody tell you that the church is going through even half of the tribulation. That's not true. Amen. Now listen to this. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 9, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by 
our Lord Jesus Christ. It says he has not appointed us to wrath. Amen. That wrath's coming. Judgment of God's coming. But he didn't appoint the church to go through that. Amen. Why don't they just read the Bible? Why don't they read the Word of God? Amen. Why do you think Jeremiah called it Jacob's trouble? Amen. Because Israel, God said this seven-year tribulation period, amen, is a, is a time that he's going to judge Israel in this earth. Why they're here, amen. Now watch this. I'm glad and thank God before the Antichrist ever steps out, before the Antichrist is ever revealed, amen, we that are saved will be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, amen. Uh, listen, uh, there's people right now trying to figure out who the Antichrist is. Uh, who's he? Go- who's- I don't care who he is. Amen. It doesn't bother me. Amen. I don't know. I ain't looking. I'm not studying, trying to find out why. Because we're not going to be here. Amen. We're not going to be here. Uh, can I say this tonight? I, 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 I don't care, amen. Uh, he can stick his ugly head out. Amen. They say, all oh, that's him. And some have said, oh, I've seen him over here. And I believe he's going to be come out. I don't care. I don't care what family he comes from. Hey Amen. Somebody, somebody even said that, 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 that Donald Trump was the Antichrist. I feel that way about Joe Biden too. Amen. Amen. I don't know. And I'm not looking for it. Amen. Why? Because we won't be here, amen. That's why Paul put it this way. Watch this. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, we we know this, amen. Boy, this is preached so much. He said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. (laughs) Amen. Don't be stupid about the thing. That's what he told the church, amen. He said, I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning which are asleep that you saw or not, even as others, which have no hope. Thank you, Brother Benny. Amen. Uh, uh, Brother Terry, we've got, Brother Terry's up here talking about hope and is getting ready to sing. We've got the blessed hope. What is the blessed hope that Jesus is coming, bless God? And here's what he said, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain in the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall, amen, uh, 
just descend from heaven. Here it is with a shout. Amen. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen. What words? The Lord's a coming. Amen. He's going to remove the saints. Amen. The church out of here one day before this mess ever starts. Amen. Before it ever comes to pass. Thank God. Amen. The church is leaving here. Amen. I had a Jehovah's Witness come to my door one time. Amen. I didn't let him in. I wasn't about to let him in. Amen. It's a false doctrine. It's a false teaching. You know what they told me? They said, well, you know, you know we're going to inherit the earth. I said, go ahead, amen, it's short, I don't want nothing to do with it anyhow, I don't want no part of it anyhow, amen, I ain't inheriting this place, bless God, there's a better place, there's a wonderful place, there's a grand place, amen, the Bible says where he'll take, amen, to wipe away all our tears, amen, there'll be no more pain, no more suffering, no more heartache, no more sickness, no more death and dying over there. Amen. That's that place called heaven. That's that place he's taking us to one day. We're out of here one day. Amen. I'll say the saints. Amen. This removing of the saints of God is going to take place. Amen. Now let me give you something that the Amen. I I don't want you to ever forget this. Amen. I hope you won't forget this tonight. Uh, There's people that will say this. What are you going to do with Noah? What about Noah? What about Noah? Well, preacher, you know, and I had to stone me. Amen. Well, what what are you going to do about Noah? They said, amen, God didn't, uh, amen, God put him in the ark and God delivered him from the judgment and the wrath that was coming. See, he did. Well, that's the church that, that God delivered them and they had to go through the judgment, had to go through, no, 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 wait. That's only if you read Genesis chapter 9. But you got to go back and read Genesis chapter 6. Because in Genesis chapter 6, there's a man named Enoch. (laughs) And the Bible said that he walked with God. Amen. Uh, And in his walking with God one day, uh, amen, God and Enoch are walking together and they're talking together. Amen. They went on that stroll together. And God, I believe it got late in the day. Amen. Uh, And God said, Enoch, why don't you just come to my house today instead of going back to yours, amen, and God, the Bible said God took him, 
he was and he was not because God translated him. God took him. God called him out. That's the church leaving before Genesis chapter 9 ever comes into view, ever comes into play, because what Genesis chapter 9 is, is the Jews going through the tribulation. The church was already called out. Amen. I, I hate to tell them amen, but that is not the type of the church going through the judgment, amen, on earth. Amen. I can understand if you just read Genesis chapter 9, but you got to go back and read the whole thing, amen. I'm telling you before judgment comes. Amen, there's going to be this thing, the removing of the saints of God. We're out of here. We're going, amen, we're going to go home and be with the Lord before it ever starts. How close are we to starting? I'll tell you how close we are. Look around you tonight. Amen, I said this sitting in there a while ago before church ever started tonight. Amen. And, and, and if you'll go back and you look at it, you'll say the same thing that what I said here tonight. Amen. Before we ever got started, if you'll look at every football, amen, arena, if you'll at stadium, if you'll look at every, amen, racetrack, if you'll look at, amen, every golf course and, and every amusement park, I'll guarantee you every one of those places were packed out this morning, amen, but not at the house of the Lord, amen. You look around, you know why? Because there's a great falling away and we're real close, amen. We're real close to that son of perdition being revealed but he can't be revealed until the church is taken out of here amen according to the word of God amen judgment's coming amen before judgment comes the child of God will be out of here Noah is not a type of the church uh, going through tribulation. He's a type of Israel going through tribulation. Amen. So listen. I'm glad. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be here during that time. If you're saved, if you're born again. If you're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, we're heaven bound. You hear me? We're heaven bound. Amen. And I think I'm heaven bound tonight with a hammer down. <laughs> Amen. Here's what John said after John saw it all this morning. You go back and read the last book of of what he said in the last book, the last thing John said, even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. And I believe he's coming real quick, amen. There's going to be a removing of the saints, amen. But watch this, number two, 
I've got to hurry, amen. Sin will be without restraint. Saints will be removed. And then sin will be without restraint. And these these numbers I'm going to give you are not accurate numbers because these numbers I looked up a year ago and I couldn't find any up-to-date numbers. These were from 2020, not 2021, what I'm fixing to give you. Amen. The Bible says here in our in our text in verse seven, only he who will let only he who will letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Who's he talking about? What's he talking about? Only he who will let us will let until he be taken out of the way. Notice he said he, not it. It's a person. It's a person, amen. There is a person in this world that, that, that is hindering the tribulation period from from happening right now. There is a person in this world that is hindering the Antichrist from stepping out and revealing himself on national TV, on the news when you get home. And that person is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Ghost of God. It's the Holy Spirit of God. And it dwells in every one of us. Amen. The Bible says, He, Amen, that this is a person in the world that is hindering this period from beginning. And I promise you tonight, Amen. Uh, you, 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 it ain't, this, this bothers me, amen. Somebody told me one time, well, I, I believe it's the Pope. You know, the Pope's that, that, you know, he's the, he's big man. He, if it wasn't for the Pope, we'd all be in trouble. I, I've always had a problem with a man that wears a dress and don't want to get married. <laughs> We had a name for them when I was growing up. Amen. Still do, by the way. I have a problem with it. It ain't the Pope. Amen. And I promise you it ain't Al Sharpton tonight that's holding this thing back. Amen. It's not Jesse Jackson. It's not Barack Obama. And it's not Biden tonight that's holding this thing back, amen, from taking place. It's the Holy Ghost of God, amen, tonight. It's the Holy Spirit of God, and as long as he's in this world, he's holding this thing back from taking place while the church is in this world. Amen. Now, get a hold of this, amen. 
The Bible teaches us, amen, that God's got the devil, amen, on the chain gang. <laughs> the devil can only do what God allows him to do. Have we forgot about that? Amen. Have we forgot? I, I, I'm, I'm afraid, amen. We've gotten to this place now where the devil's all this and the devil. The devil can only do, amen, what God allows him to do. Read the book of Job. Amen. He couldn't do anything to Job unless God allowed it to happen. Amen. The only thing holding this thing back, the only thing, amen, holding this thing back right now, you're looking at them. You're seated with them. Amen, it's the children of God, amen, because we have within us the Holy Spirit of God tonight, amen. And listen, the Bible says we are the salt of the earth and the light of this world, amen. And without God's children in it, every morning, you know what those that are saved, those, those that are not saved need to do? Every sinner needs to get up every morning and thank God to save people in this world. Amen. They ought to get up every day and say, thank God they saved people. Amen. That are in this world because if we weren't here, and it ain't going to be long, bless God. Amen. You, you think it's bad now and you wait till Jesus takes his children out of here. I told you this morning. You ain't seen nothing yet. During the tribulation period, there won't, they, they won't be voting on liquor by the drink. <laughs> Amen. No, ain't what they're going to be voting on. They're going to be voting on whose head they're going to cut off next. Amen, that's how bad it's going to get. Read the book, amen, read the Bible. They'll be voting on, amen, uh, to, to, to behead somebody. That's what the Bible says. And listen, uh, you, there will not be any restraints on sin. There will not be any restraints on evil, on wickedness, on violence when the church is taken out of here. The restraints will be removed. Amen. There won't be restraints on law and order. It'll be done away with. Amen. All governed bodies will be done away with. Sin do you not see what they're trying to push just down your throat? Do you not see the agenda that they're trying to pass in this nation to do away with our culture, to do away with Christianity? It's coming, y'all. So they can be, and it's got to come because there has to be a one world government. A one-world mon monetary system. A one-world power. It all sets itself up for him, the Antichrist.
And when we're taken out of here, there won't be a, a, a government to govern. Not like we know it. Amen. How bad's it gonna be? Well, all the floodgates of hell. All the floodgates of hell will be leashed, will be set free. Everything that you and I know, amen, according to this book, amen, sin will be on every hand like never recorded before. Now, I went back a year ago and I looked at this, and I'm going to give you some things. 9,744 teenagers committed suicide every week. I didn't know that. 9,744,000 children, young people, commit suicide in this nation. Are you listening to me? You think that's bad. You ain't seen nothing yet. You wait till the church ain't here and the Holy Spirit of God ain't here and we don't have no laws to govern. If you think that's bad, you wait. Amen. When Jesus pulls out and takes us home. 18,000 women were raped in America this past week. This past week, preacher, 18,000 women in America were raped in one week. You think that's bad? You wait till the church ain't here. Listen to this, amen. America buys over $30 million worth of pornography every 24 hours. Hours. Do you hear this? Thirty million dollars America spends on pornography every twenty-four hours, y'all. You think that's bad? You ain't seen nothing. You wait till Jesus pulls out of here. America drinks over 20 million gallons of beer a day. I'm giving you statistics of last year. It's probably our worst now. They all, especially when they was all home and couldn't go nowhere. But we, 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 we didn't, we didn't get to see, amen, the violence of children and, and things that took place in a lot of homes, amen, where children, amen, were abused. And the when you read this, amen, it says America drinks over 20 million gallons of beer a day, and you think that's bad. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. 
Over 5,000 men are serving long-term prisons right now. Prison terms, long-term term prison terms all across this nation is 7 out of 10 are repeated offenders. You think that's bad, you wait till the church ain't here. Young girls are having babies and throwing. Young girls are having babies. I I I read this story. <laughs> Broke my heart. When you start looking stuff up, I read a story where a young lady had a baby at a prom. Her friends didn't even know she was pregnant. She went in the bathroom, had that child, and threw it in the trash can and walked right back out there and got on the dance floor like it never happened. And there's young ladies across America right now that are having babies, and they, they throw them in the trash can. And you think that's bad? You've got men kissing men and wanting to get married. I said you got men kissing men and they want to get married and they want to tell us, amen, that it's right and it's legal and we ought to legalize homosexuality when it's condemnation in the eyes of God and it always has been and it always will be. I don't care who's kissing who. And you think it's bad now. You wait till the Holy Spirit of God ain't here. And there ain't no restraints on sin and law in America or throughout the world anymore. It's still abomination, amen. 750,000 girls gave birth to babies last year without anybody to call daddy. 750,000 young girls had babies last year and don't know who to call daddy. You think it's bad now and you wait. 40,000, boy, this shocked me. 40,000 11-year-old girls got pregnant last year in this nation. 40,000 11-year-old girls. My granddaughter just turned 10. Y'all, y'all getting this? Are y'all hearing this? And you think that's bad now? What's it gonna be, Terry, when the church ain't here? 
What's it going to be when there ain't no ain't God's people ain't here praying, amen? And when there ain't nobody here to pray, amen, for that not to happen, then anything one bad won't happen to our children and our grandchildren. What's it going to be when the Holy Spirit ain't here and there ain't no conviction anymore? Sodomy, sodomy, amen, is at an all-time high right now in this nation. And if God doesn't destroy America, then he'll have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah, amen, and God don't apologize to anybody because God doesn't make mistakes. I go to bed sometimes wondering how in the name of God can it get any worse? How? How? How can it get any worse? And then you lay there till about 3.30 in the morning and you realize... It will. Because we won't be here. There won't be no preachers preaching against sin. There won't be no churches praying against sin. Amen. There won't be any of God's people praying like we're praying and doing what we're doing. Amen. Trying to keep this thing down and get people to live right and do right. You wait till Jesus pulls out the church. You ain't seen nothing yet today when sin will be without restraints. I'm glad I won't be here during the tribulation period. When the saints of God will be removed and sin will be without restraints. I'm glad I won't be here, amen, when Satan will be revealed. According to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8, that's what what we read, amen. The Bible put it like this. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. He's talking about Lucifer. He's talking about Satan. The Bible teaches us, amen, and now... We have to understand, amen, the Antichrist, the false prophet, and Satan, according to Revelation, amen, chapter 6, God gives us a vision of the tribulation. 
from chapter 4, verse 1, what I read this morning, all the way up to chapter 19, we have a, we have a picture of what's going to take place. And when you get to chapter 6, something happens. Because in chapter 6, it talks about those four horses of the apocalypse. It talks about those four horses, those riders that are coming. And the first one, it says he's on a white horse and he's coming with a bow in his hand. And he's coming, here it is, not to make war conquer, but to have peace. That's not Jesus. That's when I threw away my Matthew Henry commentary. Matthew Henry commentary, Matthew Henry says that's Jesus Christ. That is not Jesus Christ coming. Jesus is coming to take over. That's the Antichrist coming, a man with a bow in his hand to offer peace for three and a half years. And for three and a half years, and this is where that preacher got off on that we're going to have prosperity and the church is going to grow and we're going to go through three and a half years of the tribulation period and we're going to see a moving like we've never seen. I said, boy, you don't even know what you're talking about. We're going to see a moving and there's going to, there's going to be a moving. Amen, but it ain't, what, it ain't like what you think, Amen. The, the Bible teaches that there'll be a seven-year period, amen, and the, that first horse that comes, amen, is the Antichrist coming, and he's going to holler peace for three and a half years, and he, he does something, amen, that Daniel called in Daniel chapter 11, the Antichrist does something during that time, at the end of those three and a half years, he does something, Brother Benny, that Daniel calls the abomination of desolation. He sets up an image to be worshipped. Amen. There's not been a blood sacrifice on the altar in Jerusalem since Jesus Christ died. But it's coming. It's coming. And I didn't know this from what I read and from what I studied. They're not going to use a lamb. They're going to use a pig. And they're going to take the blood of that pig and they're going to offer it on a sacrifice. On the, on the altar, amen, and and the Antichrist will set up this image of himself and he'll take that animal, amen. And when he sacrifices that animal and the blood of that animal hits that altar, then you're going to see the wrath of Almighty God poured out on this earth like you ain't never seen before. Because they're making a mockery of what our Jesus did is sacrificing his blood. And when this happens, amen, this makes God so mad that the Bible says the water will be turned to blood. 
Hell balls will fall from heaven 110 pounds. The sun will be so hot it, it, it'll melt sidewalks like hot butter. The Bible says, amen, that men will be most miserable. They will seek death and cannot find it. Do you know what that means? It's going to be so bad that people will want to die during that time, but they can't die. Could you imagine going down the road and hearing somebody holler, help me, help me, help me. And you run into this house and you, you hear the, 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 the voices coming from upstairs and you, and you run upstairs and you find somebody that is hanging there from the rafters by their neck. Their neck is out of place, but they can't die. That's what the book says. They'll seek death because it's going to be so bad when Satan's revealed and the Antichrist is revealed and the dragon's revealed and these four horses begin to ride across this nation and across this world. And the wrath of God is poured out. Hey man, the Bible says it's going to be like it's never been before. Hey man, people will commit suicide, but they just can't die. They want to. They want to commit suicide, Brother Terry. They want to die. They'll take pills and they'll do, they'll shoot themselves, but they can't die. That's what the book says, amen. They can't die during that time because they made a mockery of what Jesus did at the cross of Calvary. God pours out his wrath without mixture and without mercy for the first time. No words in the Bible up until this time have you ever read that God poured out judgment before he ever gave grace. Amen. When, when, you, when you talk about the flood, amen, God brought the flood, amen, he delivered Noah. Yes, he did. Amen. There was grace extended. There was mercy extended. Amen. When God rained down fire from Sodom and Gomorrah, he got God. He got Lot and his family out of there first. And every time you, you see judgment in the Bible, God always offered a space of grace and mercy but not during this time. There won't be any. That's why I'm glad I won't be here during that time when Satan is released and Satan's revealed and the Antichrist is revealed and, and they set up this, this, this statue and they, they begin to worship a man in his false worship. 
I'm glad I won't be here. During that time, the tribulation period, can I close with this? I'm glad I, I won't be here. Why, preacher? Because I told you Satan will be, amen, revealed. The saints will be removed. Sin will be without restraint. But you better listen to this preacher tonight. Salvation will be impossible. Now, I, I know what you're thinking. You don't you you don't you don't get saved for thirty eight years and pastor church for twenty two years and not know things. Had a young group of teenagers told me over in Bessemer City the other week. And we was out there witnessing and we're trying to do everything we can to get kids in church that next generation is going to suffer over what's going on in this nation. And I had a whole group of teenagers told me. I knew they'd been in church, you could tell. And I said, you don't want to be here during tribulation. I said, God's coming and, and, and he's going to take us out of here and you don't want to be left behind. Oh, we'll, we'll just die then. That old boy's little smart Ellie. I said, you doing what? He said, yeah, we'll, we'll just die as a martyr. My, my mama's already told me about this. He said, we'll, we'll just die as a martyr during that time. I said, son, you ain't going to die as a no martyr. I said, you want me to tell you why? It's a whole lot easier to live for somebody than it is to die for somebody. You can say what you want to. I'll die for you, honey. Richard, he said, I'll die for you. Really? Really? Would you really? When it come right down to you, and you got to leave your babies. She won't have a mama. Would you die for him? Would you really? Let's get serious tonight, y'all. Let's get honest. I love me a whole lot. And when we say words like, man, I, I would die for my family. I'd die for my wife. And my son wouldn't have a daddy. See, I don't know if I could, Beardy. I don't know if I would. 
I know this. It's a whole lot easier to live than it is to die. And if you can't live for Jesus now, how are you going to die for him then? And I told that little 13-year-old boy that. I said, you better get right with Jesus. I said, because according to what I'm reading, it's impossible for you to get saved during that time. I told you this is controversial tonight. Because you see, the Bible says a man can't get saved unless he's been drawn of the Holy Spirit of God. Well, how can you be drawn to God to get saved if the Holy Spirit ain't here? How can you be drawn to God if there's no conviction? If there's no drawing of the Holy Spirit? And I know there's people that don't want to agree with what I'm saying, amen, but you listen to me tonight. I believe what will happen, amen. There's going to be a lot of people, Brother Terry, going to wake up one day. What would you do What would you do if you woke up in the morning and laying beside you was just some clothes and they were gone? What would you do if you cooked breakfast? And you went out and get him and tell him it's ready. And all you saw was a puddle of clothes lying in the bed. And they're gone. What will mamas do if they go into that nursery? Because the baby didn't wake them up every morning like it always does because the baby always gets hungry around the same time. But this morning the baby didn't wake up and the baby didn't get you up and you, oh no, I, I got to, I know she got to be hungry and you go in there and all you find is that little night clothes and that baby's gone. What are you going to do? You know what they're going to do? I'll tell you what they're going to do. They'll get in an automobile and they'll drive to Charity Missions Free Will Baptist Church because they're going to remember right then
preach. He told us it was going to happen. He told us this day was coming. And they'll remember that, Brother Benny. And, and they'll remember every message uh, that Brother Dennis has stood in this pulpit and preached. Uh, and Brother Terry has stood in this pulpit and preached uh, and told you, all you got to do is get saved. Uh, all you got to do is repent. And you'll drive to the church. Uh, and you'll think you're going to be the only one here. And you'll go to the church and you'll repent and you'll get saved. And everything will be all right. But you know what you're going to find when you get here? You won't be by yourself. The parking lot will be full. There'll be cars off the side of the road all the way down the hill. And then you'll walk in and the lights will be on, but there won't be no singing. Chris won't be playing the piano and they won't have no specials and there won't be no choir. What you're going to hear is people, amen, saying the same thing you're saying. God, forgive me. God, save me. But you can't. Get saved. I'm glad I won't be here. And there'll be churches like that all throughout these mountains. There'll be churches like that all throughout the Piedmont. There'll be churches like that in every state of every city of this nation throughout the world. And it'll be too late. Jesus has come. The church is gone. Sin will be without restraint. The Antichrist is going to step out and You'll run home and on the six o'clock news it's going to be a lie. Because he's going to step out on the scene and he's going to have the answers that everybody wants to hear. You know the truth. That's why he said they'd believe a lie. I read it to you. They'll be, believe a great lie and be what? Damned. Damned. You don't want to be here. And we've got hope and we've got help right now. Hey man, he ain't come yet. And you've got friends and relatives and neighbors and co-workers and people you know.
children ain't ready. Had a lady come by here this morning and said thank you for the message. I just told my son, 11 years old, about being accountable the age of accountability. Did you know the age of accountability is not 11 years old? Do you know what the age is? I do. The age of accountability is when you reach that age that you know right from wrong. That you you did something have you ever done something wrong and you you lied about it because you didn't want to get in trouble? See you reach that age. That's when you've reached that age when you start lying about it because you don't want to get a whooping and you don't want to get in trouble, you've reached that age of accountability. And we need to tell our children. We need to teach them that they need to be saved. Because if Jesus comes and they've reached that age, they're not going. This ain't preached much, Beardy. But it's the gospel truth. There's coming a period of time that you don't want to be here. And the only help and the only hope we have tonight is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but it makes me stay on my knees. It makes me want to get closer to him than I've ever been. You know why? Yeah. You know why. Because we ain't perfect. And I see it all the time. And I'm glad I've got an advocate with the Father tonight. That I can go to Him and say, Lord, forgive me and help me and cleanse me. You say you have no sin. The Bible says the truth ain't in you, and you make him a liar. Amen. But aren't you glad we come to him tonight? Get it under the blood and be ready that we don't have to be here. I'm so glad I won't be here during that time. What time, preacher? The time 
of the Great Tribulation. Y'all, we're so close. It's just right around the corner. And we need to be ready. We need to be telling. We need to be warning and we need to be winning people to the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask you tonight, maybe you never heard preaching like that. Maybe you've never heard that. I think you have. I'm about pretty sure you have. Because <laughs> I know your pastor. And if he was here tonight, he would tell you, you better not walk out those doors if you're not sure. You don't have to be sure about my salvation. You better be sure about your own salvation. And if you're not sure, now's a good time. Amen. While we stand and they come and get us a song. I don't know about you, but I've got children. <laughs> I don't want to miss it. Jesus is coming. <laughs> Brother Dave, I, I don't want to miss it. I want to be ready. And I don't know what's going to drive us to our knees, y'all. <laughs> Get us ready. Jesus is coming.